So you take this guy out of the play, opening up that middle of the field. And we are live. Welcome to This Is A Sports Podcast. Armand was breaking down uh, some Bears <laughs> nonsense to Tony. Tony was a, a kind soul for listening, uh, but we're happy to be back. We've been gone for three weeks, had a restful uh, break in between Q1 and Q2 here at Medill, but we're happy to be back. Guys, how you guys doing? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Spectacular, dude. It's great to be back. Miss this. Thrilled. Although, should we explain our recording snafu? Yes, uh, so just in case uh, you have any audio issues, if it's tough to hear, uh, our normal soundboard that we've been using is out of commission for at least a week, hoping to get it back next Monday. But Yeah, just in case you were thinking of going to grad school, don't, because they actually don't have any equipment for you to use. It's a freaking waste of money. I thought about buying my own soundboard just Mm. uh, when that happened. So anyway... This is awesome, though, because it's getting us closer together. We have to, like... Yeah, we have to we're huddling around a laptop to record this for you guys, our loyal listeners, and we're happy to have you. Guys, we've missed so much time, uh, three weeks, and it feels like a lot has happened. Antonio Brown's been cut by two teams. Uh, Team USA finished in seventh in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, I want to start off by going around the room and kind of gauging what your biggest takeaway uh, has been from the time that we've been away from This Is A Sports Podcast. Armand, let's start with you. What's the biggest takeaway for you? Uh, I mean, just in general, the NFL's back, and that's, like, the biggest thing on my mind. It's taking up Woo! 99% of my brain energy, which is maybe not much. Limited, I mean, yeah. The limited amount of brain space I have is being occupied <laughs> by all NFL right now. Um, the Packers are pretenders. I want to get that out there. We're going to do, we're, let's get to our pretenders and our was, buy, was, sell, take it or take it. That was my biggest yeah, takeaway though. Okay. That was my biggest takeaway. So the Packers are pretenders. That's the biggest Their take. defense is legitimate. Mm-hmm. So Their good. offense is so suspect and mm-hmm. will be exposed as the season goes on. There you go. Uh, Tone, uh, how about you? I mean, Michigan State, it's just as you projected. You thought they'd have a great defense and they wouldn't have anything on offense. Uh, is that your biggest takeaway or are you going to go somewhere else with this? No, close. I mean, their offense, truthfully, is not. I mean, yes, they had a horrible showing against Arizona State. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's mediocre to bad. But my biggest takeaway is still the state of the Big Ten, which is exactly what I thought it would be. Ohio State is dominant. Michigan, if we're talking about pretenders, is a pretender. And Michigan State, I don't think, is a pretender because they weren't pegged to win anything there. I mean, they they have opportunity in front of them, but after Indiana this week, they have at Ohio State, at Wisconsin. That's like as tough as it gets. And I before the season, I predicted them to open 5-0, and so not lose to Arizona State, win against Indiana, and then lose both of those games and be 5-2. and And, I mean, that kind of takes them out of things. But win one, win one. I mean, really win the Ohio. It, it, it feels like a real long shot at this point. But, but just the state of the Big Ten, how good Ohio State is. Everybody had question marks. Ryan Day is... Awesome. Justin Fields is elite. Elite. J.K. Dobbins is for real. Mm -hmm. And their defense is so much better than last year's. Like, it's scary. And so my takeaway is how good Ohio State is. And right now, my college football playoff projection, which I had, which everyone had Clemson, Alabama, but Georgia and Ohio State, I feel really good about it. Hair? Um, about college football or about my it, any, anything, anything that we've missed in the past three weeks. What's what's the biggest takeaway? So I wanted to do a little Michigan stuff as a as a resident Michigan fan, as a Walmart Wolverine. Very disappointing, but you know what? I'm gonna take a little left turn. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov wow, is man. the best 155er I've ever seen in the UFC. He's so dominant. Terrifying. I don't think anybody is ever gonna hold a candle to him, and he's the scariest person I've ever heard of. Did he have a fight? In these he last did. Three he weeks? did. He molly walked Dustin Poirier. Who 
who is like no joke. But my friend who watched it, who doesn't really, he's not a big UFC guy. He's like, why they give this guy a shot talking about Poirier? He's mm. like, he sucks. And I'm like, dude, no, you have no idea. Like, Poirier is, is as legit as it gets. He has like 40 fights under his belt. Who's who's uh, uh, Khabib uh, fighting next? Who's uh, that looking like? I mean, a bear. A bear. A bear. They're gonna get a bear in the ring. And Are we gonna... sure Khabib's not a bear? Yeah, he, I mean, he's half at least, but he's gonna. He's, I it... got Khabib rear naked choke. Doesn't uh, McGregor want a rematch in like whatever country? He Khabib doesn't want from? them. He, he does. Not I mean, want I mean, that. but didn't he say he did? He wants the bag from that yeah, rematch. But bag. yeah, he he has said that before. I can't believe anybody ever thought that first fight was going to be competitive. Like looking back now, it's ridiculous. My other biggest takeaway is I was trying to get Harry's attention is talk about Yosef's haircut. haircut is spectacular, top notch. It's, it's so sharp. Came in in the corner looking like freaking million bucks. I was told I can't yeah. cuss anymore, so no, you can I, cuss. I had to, just, I had to catch less. Twenty five percent is much. Okay. No, but he's right. Don't deflect because you got a nice fade going on. Appreciate it's at it. a good length now. It like suits your head shape more. It's just it looks good, man. Yeah, I like it. So my biggest takeaway, um, thank you guys for the compliment. Um, it's kind of the changing of the guard that we're seeing at the quarterback position in the NFL. So we're having guys like Big Ben get injured um, out for the season. Uh, Drew Brees got injured. Maga Mason. Uh, <laughs> Maga Mason steps in. Um, we'll see if that nickname sticks. Eli Manning gets benched, and some of these guys who've stepped in the league, Danny Dimes, Shining. Danny. This is one of the biggest stories, I think, that maybe it's being talked about, but not being talked about to the extent that it should be, because I thought Daniel Jones would be a complete bust. I was like, what the hell are they doing? I had the same reaction when the Giants selected Daniel Jones at six that I did in 2017 when the Bears traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. It's like, what the hell is this team doing? But it seems like, unlike Mitchell Trubisky, Daniel Jones has the promise of being a top-end starting quarterback, which is shocking. Other guys, I mean, Patrick Mahomes continue to do what he does. Lamar Jackson. There's so many good guys, and it's exciting for the future of the league. Can I say, even if Daniel Jones pans out, it was still a bad draft pick because mm. nobody had him pegged yeah, that high. And the Giants had a, a 17. Mm. Why not get a, a top six player like Josh Allen for the? I mean, he's not. He hasn't done that much yet for the Jaguars, but someone at the time who. You could have a Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. I mean, it, it was still or, it was still not the right time. Or, or fill out that line. I mean, Daniel Jones, his first start, got yeah. pressured on like 70% of his yeah. dropbacks. Like, but there were no top. Like, this yeah, was a true. super thin was, top like, of the like, yeah. offensive yeah. line draft. I agree with that completely. I was uh, brought this up to my cousin uh, via text yesterday. I was like, what would you rather have? I'm not out on Mitch. I'm in on Mitch. But I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, what would you rather have? An average QB with pretty much a great team around him or a really top-notch QB or, you know, upper-tier QB like, like Seattle maybe right Jones now. might be. I'm just talking about from, like, a young quarterback developmental standpoint. Uh, a young QB with, a, like you said, a shit line, uh, horrible defense, maybe the worst defense in the league. What What's better there? Would you rather have... Basically, I'm saying, like, could losing become contagious because he's not going to be able to win games by himself? I love, I mean, Saquon, Sterling Shepard looks good, Evan Ingram, but... Let's call a spade a spade here. The Giants fell ass backward into Daniel Jones. This was bad process all the way. I mean, we were talking, uh, Harry, about how... uh, 
Daniel Kelly or Danny Kelly Daniel of the Hill. Ringer. He's their uh, draft uh, expert, their draft guru. He didn't have him as top 100. They took him at six. So I agree with Tony that it's a bad process. But I believe with the quarterback position in the NFL, the end justifies the means. Mm-hmm. If he's a franchise quarterback, even if they fell ass backward into him, it's a good pick. It's going to be viewed as a good pick historically. I want to before we're going to talk about you know our personal NFL team stock watch. Maybe you can give a little bit more about Michigan State. Um, but I want to get into our best call or worst call. I mean. Armand has a laundry list of bad calls that don't pan out. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to hear from you guys kind of, you know, that introspection. Like, what do you think that you got right or what do you think that you got wrong um, over this period of time um, that we've been gone? Uh, best call, worst call. Any, anyone have any uh, have any thoughts here? Uh, yeah, worst call, I thought, and this is credit to uh, Tampa Bay, but I thought James Winston was going to be out of the league, like, mm. week by week. Still might have a Three, chance with basically. that. Still might, but like he's turned it around mm. since week one. I mean, he's looked solid. Any week, though. Huh? It could happen any week. Could happen any week. All it takes is another five-pick yeah. game. But uh, um, yeah, after that week one disaster, which I felt good about, like he's definitely been a little bit uh, Jacoby Brissett-ish, <laughs> solid game manager. Um, best call, I think uh, um, the Lions is, I mean, it, I... It's it might be fool's gold. It probably is, but like I did think that they were gonna be better than people were giving them credit for, um, because I think their secondary is good and I think they have skilled uh, players on offense. I would say my best call is that the Packers are the best team in the NFC North, hmm. and I stand by that. They have one of the best defenses. Their, their offense so hasn't even started clicking yet, mm-hmm. and yes, there's two sides to that. I mean, who's to say it does under Matt LaFleur? I mean, new head coach, new play caller. There's obviously some strife there with uh, him and Aaron Rodgers. But I, I still like – I mean, 3-0 through three games is about as good as you can get, and I, I really like it. And then my worst call, yes, a lot of it has been was injury-related with Ben Roethlisberger, but – I thought the Steelers were going to be decent, and I thought I thought the Ravens were going to win the division, and I thought the Steelers were going to get the wild card. Another good call. I said the Browns were going to be overrated. I said it was going to be trash. And, I think we all agreed on that, actually. And I, I had them on. Th- that, that's my worst call. Yeah. I had the Browns third in the AFC, so that's yeah. looking like a, a flop. Yeah. Uh, poor Armand over here has got his head in his hands here, and you talk about the Packers the way that you are. He's the uh, number one Packers hater, resident Packers hater at Medilla. What's your best call, worst call, Armand? Uh, worst call, I was in on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, was in on Cam Newton and the Panthers. Uh, I still am in on the Panthers, potentially. Kyle Allen. Baby, I was, but I was wrong about Cam. Um, and then, um, what was that? Oh, I, I want this on the record. I, your worst call is believing in Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> no, this is filling the blank call. for him. The, the worst call was we have to get over it, man. It, it is what it is. Watson and Mahomes. I was, I'm still like, Watson still makes those mistakes that he doesn't like get blamed for. But I, he's he's in the top five quarterbacks in the league for me. Um, we talked about this uh, separately, Yos, but he is, I think, undoubtedly top five. I would even say top three. Um, I would have to think about it, but he might be top three. Like it might be Mahomes, Brady, and and Watson. That's how good I think he is. And okay. That's what I was most wrong about because he he's just a transcendent. His fastball, like when he rears back and throws. 30, 40 yards down the field, 
I don't even know, like Mahomes has better arm talent and arm strength, but just like if a guy's open 30 yards down the field and he literally has like, it's not even about a window, just like it's like he's open right now, throw a 30, 30, uh, 30 yard pass, 90 miles an hour, and it's like right on the dot. He did that three times this week yeah, where it's just rope. like, wow, that's a rope. And that's insane. It's like when uh, Brett Favre used to break his receiver's pinkies and stuff yeah. like in practice. Best call, I think. We don't have time to wait for your best oh, call. Yeah, yeah, we can we can move that's on. Gonna but take the next call will be that the Bears are going to be a force to be reckoned oh. with. I, I heard. Do you see uh, how he's already toned it back? He's already starting no, to walk no, that I Super Bowl. Allegra said in class today that he said that the Bears are going to the Super Bowl today. So no, he said they were winning the Super Bowl. Winning the Super Bowl, excuse yeah, I, me. I still think that. My, my best call is that Mitchell Trubisky is bad, has been bad, and will always be bad. Um, Get him, I've, been, I've been firm on, on that stance. My worst call, Browns, I've talked about it. I, I was really high on this rookie running back class, and I, I just don't think these guys have really fired at all. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been the best of the bunch. Um, I'm, I like Montgomery. You're not as high on him. Same Miles Sanders, Singletary has been good, but you know these guys, Justice Hill, Daryl Henderson hasn't even played for hasn't the even Rams. Hasn't the ball, yeah. Um, Damian Harris, I mean, Sony Michelle has not been good, and Damian oh. Harris can't get in the game. Like you know that that's that that was a bad call by me, um, but. You know, uh, another good call that I kind of found out about today is that uh, Jonathan Gavona, he's ESPN's uh, uh, draft guy, uh, said that LaMelo Ball is working his way into the number one pick conversation. I got criticized by Armand and Tony um, for saying that, but it's just this guy, I I think he's a special talent. And because of the hoopla surrounding LaVar Ball and the way that he markets his kids, the middle kid is not a good basketball player. He's not an (laughs) NBA player. And uh, I think that kind of diluted people's perception of LaMelo. But this guy, when you watch him play, Six seven ball handling. His vision is special. Those throw ahead passes that you like. He's got some of Lonzo's game, but he can also shoot it. Um, he's you know he's developed an athlete. And my biggest criticism with him is that he didn't even try to pretend to play defense, and now he's tapping into that. So I think that he's got a real shot. Um, so I, I would say those are some of my good calls and some of my bad calls. Let's do it. Uh, the best play. We've talked about best play. I'll, I'll start here. Best play from either NFL season, college season. Um, and for me, it's either that Wentz where he's falling down and hits Hollins. Unbelievable play. Unbelievable play. His knee almost hits the ground, but just the fight. He was so bad in that first half. He got pulled out of the game. It's Josh terrible, McCown's yeah. in there, you know, throwing darts, you know, <laughs> taking shots. And then he comes back second half and almost brings his team back to victory. But for me, the best play has to be Julio Jones. Fourth and three, the screenplay. It hurts me as an Eagles fan to say, but that's just a champion right there, man. Julio's been the embodiment of that team. That team's had its ups and downs. They obviously make the Super Bowl. They've been on some down down on their luck uh, in recent years with the injuries, but that, that was a special play. Hey, what was your uh, your top play, best play from the either NFL or college football, wherever you want to take it? Um, I was going to go with Malik Hooker's one-handed pick. Um, one against the Chargers. It was just like athletic like he didn't even try to get his other hand on the ball but I'm going to cheat and do something else even though I just did that um, I think it's got to be Odell that one handed grab um, just how casual was it was it was just like just peak Odell I mean it was ridiculous Tom so, I'm not sure come back to me okay I know I wasn't I well I I you said Malik Hooker and that, I mean that, that, would, that would that would have been mine. Been I mean Odo I think that was strong I mean I think play. that was the the best play that I've seen but I but I don't want to list that and 
all that's coming to mind right now, because I didn't get to watch a lot of football this weekend, unfortunately, um, which was, yeah, was very, un- very unfortunate. Wedding was fine. We had a we had a, a snafu um, with Tyson that I'll tell you about off air. But and uh, and it took a lot of my day Saturday, and then driving back Sunday. But right, it's not that that big deal. All I can think of right now is Danny Amendola had a huge third down catch this week to move the chain against the Eagles. It was third twist and, the knife even first. Third, third, third and twelve. I mean, I mean, skies, oh, toe taps, toe drag, swag uh, for Nate Burleson. Make sure he had his eyes on that game. Yeah, I know. Do you know how much I wish I had been with Yosef for the Lions to beat the Eagles in Philadelphia? It's tough. The only thing like, that I've gave never, me some relief because it was a bad week. Is that our mom misses parlay? Armand lost $120 this yeah, week again yeah, that was um, on, that was, on a parlor. That was awesome. Um, so, yeah, that was rough. I mean, Eagles fan, I have Saquon on my fantasy team. No one cares about your fantasy team, but I've got Saquon. That was tough. Um, so that, that gave me some solace. But anyway, continue, Tom. Nothing. Just thought, I mean, it was a good catch. But, I mean, it's certainly not one of the best three plays. I'm just uh, drawing a blank. Didn't prepare for this question. All right, Tendrata. So I'm going to kind of bend the rules here and go instead of best play best moment sure back to what I just said about Deshaun Watson that moment in Monday night Bill O'Brien cost him that oh. game with that freaking freaking laid back defense what was he doing but before that happened still, Deshaun Watson not only that those two throws before that too two throws, those two throws to go down the field to freaking put yourself and your team in a position to win that game that's what superstars do that's like that's Aaron Rodgers, that's Drew Brees, that's every one of the top quarterbacks. That was the moment where I was like, okay, he's got whatever. giant he's better balls. than Mitch, but still like it's it's more it's more than that now. He he is a superstar. Like I put him in that echelon of quarterback. My top moment was when Michigan State held Tulsa to negative 73 yards rushing. <laughs> Tony warned me about that run defense of Michigan State, and that's when it became real. So uh, let's pivot to uh, a fake it or take it segment, buy or sell. I'm going to name off some NFL teams who gotten off to hot starts, and we're going to say uh, whether we buy it or sell it. So let's start with the Buffalo Bills, whoever wants to jump in. Josh Allen, criticized pick when he went number seven in 2018, but even if the stats aren't great, he has kind of a presence about him and he, he seems like a gamer. Are you buying or selling the Bills here? Um, I'm light buying. I mean, light I, well, buying. I think okay. their defense is elite. You have to start your conversation there. Like mm-hmm. their secondary is really good. Um, and I think Josh Allen is in a lot of ways like what you want out of Trubisky. Like you yeah. want this guy that's big. He's gonna roll out. He's gonna make plays on his feet and not like turn the ball over an excessive amount. Look at their numbers last year and tell me who's. Okay, Josh I'm, Allen's numbers are not good. I mean, he's three touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, 50.6 QBR. That's ESPN's uh, quarterback rating. Eight, 83.4 uh, traditional quarterback rating, which is not good. Um, but, you know, 64% completion percentage. And um, it's not the strength of their team. Like, you don't need – I don't – like, their team is built around their defense. And I think if Singletary's the real deal and can stay healthy, like, I know he's out right now. I mean, the Bills are the Bears. Josh Allen is Mitchell Trubisky. But here's the difference, though. I think the Bears have a a little better defense. But the reason, real quick, the better, a better defense. They certainly have better defense. I just can't say anything good about the Bears because you drive me so crazy. But hold, real question. The reason I, I'm, um, the reason that I would buy the Bills, they get to play the Jets and the Dolphins four total times. Yes, they played the Jets once. That's three more wins, pretty much built in. Uh, I didn't think the Jets were going to be this bad. 
Yeah, actually, that's probably my worst take. I actually thought the Jets were going to be frisky. But, yeah. 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 Well, but three more. I mean, three more built-in wins. They're six. And then go four and six the rest of the way. Ten wins gets you in. I mean, they're obviously not going to win the division. Mm. With the Patriots there. I want to touch on, we talk about, Mitch because you compared the Bears and the Bills. I think the difference between Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen is they're both statistically not ideal. But I think that Josh has kind of a swagger, a poise, a leadership, a presence that, I mean, you every time we're watching the games with you, you're like, I just want to see Mitch take over, like really make a statement. And I I feel like Josh Allen has that flamboyance, that confidence. Now, will it it translate or will some of those bad habits take over, you know, as he gets further in his career? Who knows? The stats aren't great, but I think that's the difference. And I think I'm a big believer in that quarterback position. Sure, you can have the strong arm, you can have the accuracy, but it's most but mostly about presence. It's about that mental makeup. Um, you know, Bill Simmons said it. Like, you know, he, he feels like a lot of quarterback position is, you know, above the shoulders. Um, what you've got in your head, you know, how your charisma, how people rally around you. If I watch Mark Sanchez, who was backup quarterback for the Eagles for a handful of years, and he looks terrified out there. If he looks like he's shaking after throwing an interception, and I can see that through my TV screen, what do you think the teammates in the hell can see? That's what I worry about with Mitchell Trubisky. But anyway... Um, where are you on the Bills, uh, Armand? Um, I mean, I'm buying them. I think they're legitimately, like Tony said, they're like a 10-win team. But at the same time, in the AFC, when when you got the Chiefs, the Patriots, and maybe the Texans and the Ravens and whoever else, it's their first-round exit. But, I mean, I, I, I want to give my Bills hot take. I, I Harry kind of said it. I'm I'm so high on Devin Singletary. I think he's going to end up being like maybe Alvin Kamara. What I saw from Jesus. him week one, this guy Josh Allen refuses to check down. Every time he runs a route, he gets open. Every time. And I'm just like, he's right there. He's going to make the next man miss. He's going to go for 15 yards. Then when he gets handoffs, I don't know what he's going to be like with volume. Yeah. But every time he's getting a handoff, it's a 15-yard carry. My theory is... Uh, teams are doing a better job now. Um, some teams are doing a better job than others. Seahawks always do this. When you know you're going to beat a team or you think you're going to beat a team, you don't show your whole playbook. They play the Patriots this week. They knew the Patriots were week four. They know Belichick is in that film room studying what they do well. I I want to say that if he's healthy enough to play this week, this is going to be his coming out party. I think they've saved the check downs. I think they've told Josh Allen, Hey, man, I know you see John Brown on that deep corner route. Let's maybe just check it down right here, and he's going to get you 12 yards on, on this play and do that consistently. I don't know why they haven't yet. I mean, week two, I thought it was going to be the week that he does it. They didn't, and they keep playing Frank Gore. He's terrible. Jesus Christ, I know we don't talk about our fantasy we will never team, die. for the sake of my fantasy so team, washed. give Singletary the ball. And just to uh, reiterate and reemphasize this point, I like to do this thing where I just go on a freaking team's Twitter page, like when a guy scores, and click on it and read the comments and mm-hmm. see what their fans are saying. Every single one of the Bills fans, why is this guy not playing every snap? Why is he not the every down back? They hate Frank Gore. They love Singletary. So that's that's my Bills takeaway. Only 15 touches on the season for Singletary, but yeah. he, he's been electric. I mean, obviously he didn't play last week, but 12.7 yards a carry, uh, five catches, 28 yards, 10 rushes, 127 yards. So He was I, the I, reason they beat the Jets week one. I mean, he, he, he has the no, looks. C.J. Mosley getting hurt was the reason that the Bills I mean, beat the Jets week one. True. Their offense getting s- shut out in the first half, and then they used him in the second half. Yeah. That's, that's more... 
Yeah. I buy the Bills as a playoff team. I think the AFC is weaker than it's been in recent years. I think the Patriots are going to frustrate the hell out of Josh Allen uh, this upcoming week. Um, it's the kind of quarterback they really feast on. I think they're going to give him some trouble. But big picture, I, I think that they're a likely wild card team in my view. Let's uh, go to uh, the San Francisco 49ers. 3-0. and Nobody expected it. Jimmy Garoppolo has looked bad in moments, but they're able to squeak out these wins. I think their defense is for real. They've got a lot of really good players. So, uh, when you look at, uh, they bring in Nick Bosa. Uh, DeForest Buckner's a really good player. Richard Sherman in the secondary. D Ford, you know, he's been dealing with knee injuries, but he's a really good player yeah, as well. Mostert kid has looked pretty good. I mean, Mostert, I mean, they're losing these backs. They lost Tevin Coleman, but Raheem Mostert comes in. Uh, they've got Matt Breida, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is scoring a touchdown or two. Jeff Wilson's weekly touchdown. Uh, buy or sell the 49ers? Uh, I'm selling. I think mm. there's such a fraud. Like, I think that. Uh, Jimmy G, I do think he's going to be, he's going to end up being a good quarterback. Um, I mean, I know he, you know, first, what, 10 starts he won? I think, he, I think, what is he? He's he's 12 and 2. 12 I think he's 11 right and 2 now. as a starter. Something like that. Something crazy. But um, what I, I, I look at him as being like, it, to me, he still doesn't look 100% recovered. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, until he is, he's going to be like the Kirk Cousins of like this division, like where he's really, really good when he's ahead. He's finished like four touchdown passes. But when he's behind and he's pressured, I just don't think he's totally confident in that leg yet. And um, and I think it's going to show eventually. Kills a beast, though. All right. So, the 40, this is my, I, I'm not, I'm no Tendrabi with, with the takes, but mm. this is my take. Okay. The 49ers are going to get something like 5-1 and one or 6-2 and two and miss the playoffs. Hmm. So, I mean, they beat three teams with a combined record of 1-8. and eight. They beat the Bucs, who are 1-2. and two. They beat the 0-3 Bengals. They beat the 0-3 Steelers. And it took a last-minute win over the Steelers at the crib to do it. They they host the Browns next week, and you know I'm low on the Browns. I think they get that one. There's Here four now. Then, then they uh, – then no, they have – oh, I'm sorry. You're right. They have a bye this week. And then week five, they have the Browns. Thanks, Armand. And then they go to the Rams. There's a loss, 4-1. and one. Then they host the Skins, 5-1. and one. Or that no, then they go to the skins five and one. Unless then they host the Panthers, and call that a win six and one. No, call that a loss. Are you sure? Call, call that a loss five and two. Then they go to the Cardinals, give, give that a win six and two. Yeah. Then they have the Seahawks six and three. Then they have the Cardinals seven and three. Packers seven and four. Ravens seven and five. Saints yeah. seven and six. Falcons seven and seven. Rams seven and eight. Seahawks seven and nine. So Listen to that that ending of that schedule. Mm. I mean, Seahawks could be should be a playoff team. Rams should be a playoff team. Falcons, Saints. If Ravens we're doing pack. they split with Seattle. Yeah, if we're doing buy and sell on, on Seattle, I I might sell. Yeah, wow. I I, I think Seattle honestly, I think okay. I Seattle is better than San Francisco for sure, for sure. But I I also think they're the worst coach team in that division. I think Pete Carroll, the league has outgrown Pete Carroll. He's a he is a possession coach where he's like, let's just the, the longer we have the ball, the more chance we have to win this game. That's just not true in today's NFL anymore. And they still have an elite quarterback. If you look at all the stats, like Russell Wilson is still playing. He's the best. He's the best player in the division. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a top five quarterback. I know Armand disagrees, but like the fact that they don't know how to use him is just mind-boggling to me and so for that reason I can't lock in Seattle 2-0 against any team (laughs) the Seahawks have never finished under 500 in the Russell Wilson era you can lock them in for 8 wins 
eight wins, can they do anything beyond that? I mean, we talked about. I'm not. I'm not saying I think they're going to make some deep run, but I'm. You got to play the Seahawks twice. Mm-hmm. You got to play the Rams twice. Mm-hmm. I think at best they go one and three in those games. And the Rams haven't looked very inspiring either. I mean, do we? Or, no, or, 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 is anyone all. willing to sell the I'm, Rams at this stage? They're also three and zero. I'll buy Cup stock though. I'll sell all my Rams stock. Um, the reason is because I feel like. So when you run so I, I've been talking about this when you run so much play action at some point teams are going to realize if Gurley if they're going to play fake to Gurley you don't need to bring extra bodies towards that because Gurley is not Gurley anymore so what's going to happen is instead of dipping your linebacker there you trust your D line to stop Gurley and you dip your linebacker to chase Cup because you know what the Rams are trying to do trying to shift the field one side and yes. go the other. They're either going to run a stretch run, or they're going to play fake, and then have like reverse all the action cooks come or this whatever, way, yeah. and then see what who's open, and then throw it to them. Yeah, exactly. So with that, I think that eventually the script is going to be out that, oh, you know what? We don't need to sell out to stop Gurley. If he gets three, four yards of carry, so what? At least now they're in second and long and third and third they're in third down and third down is going to be a passing down for Goff and then and that's where you want Goff if you're playing against them yeah and you want same thing with Mitch and Goff you want to know that they're passing the ball the the thing that makes Mitch and Goff maybe not Mitch for you guys but for me at least somewhat passable is that unpredictability between run and pass when you don't know what's coming but when you do know what's coming Goff is a lot easier to stop and that's I don't I don't I don't believe in. And with that being said, that's I I think the Seahawks will still win the division, just because I think that their home field is is insane. And they're talented. And Pete Carroll. So who's going to finish second in the division? The Rams, Rams. or the Niners? Okay, so you're so to go back to the initial. No, thing, I agree. You're selling you. the Niners. Yeah, I'm yeah, selling yeah, the Niners. I'm selling the Niners. So you, sure. by default, you like the Rams, like even not as a Super Bowl contender, but at I least still to make think the they. Sean with McVay Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, probably the second best coach in the NFL. So he'll he'll make it work, but I don't know how much you Matt Nagy might have something to say about with, that. With that person, well, he's first. I, I mean Belichick, yeah, who? Belichick, Belichick who? Peterson fourth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Freddie Kitchens last. Which it actually, I'm surprised you didn't say Freddie Kitchens as one of your best. I, that might be your only good take of the past, you know, God, three he's months. Horrible. I mean that. I mean Freddie well, Kitchens. Fourth and eight, he ran it up the gut with Nick Chubb. Draw. Was it draw? What are you doing? We were in this studio a month ago, and he's you know we're talking about the Browns. Are we buying the Browns? And you're like you know Freddie Kitchens, rookie coach. I don't know like what has he done? And you know, you've been vindicated on that account. Um, I think I guess the Colts is the last team I want to talk about. They lose Andrew Luck in terms of buy or sell. They lose Andrew Luck, but Jacoby Brissett's held down the fort. You know their, you know point differential is minus one. So you know they're middle of the pack in that regard. But they're in these games. Are we buying or selling the Indianapolis Colts? There's another one of my bad takes. I had no idea how good their their front was on both sides of the ball. Yeah. They they have one of the top five teams in the trenches. Yep. Maybe both ways, and that really really wins in the NFL. And Marlon Mack, better. I mean, they're better He's than I stud. thought all the way around. I was, I whiffed. It was a swing and a miss. It was like me playing baseball in high school. It was a <laughs> swing and a miss. So, I, I mean, yeah. Again, I don't see anyone competing with the Pats and the Chiefs at the top. I mean, even the Ravens. Like the Ravens will put a scare into whichever one they play, but. It's, but both the Patriots and the Chiefs are going to have I mean, home field on, until, the best two teams un, until they until they meet each other in the AFC Championship for the rematch. So I'm. It depends what we mean by buy. Like, yeah, I buy the Colts are better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I buy that they can certainly compete with the Texans in that division. I mean, I think it'll come down to one game, maybe Week 17. I don't know either of their schedules, 
but I I, 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 I don't buy them like long term play, but they're they're in a good position as, as a franchise. Yeah, I think that's the thing you gotta like you gotta think about with the Colts. Like, what what do we mean by are they better than we thought they were? How much? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the Colts, like like their their defense is, has impressed, but like they're nineteenth in terms of DVOA. Mm-hmm. So I mean, are they a middle of the pack team on both sides of the ball? Eventually, once once you have a large sample size, sixteen mm-hmm. games over. Yeah, I think so. I think Jacoby Brissett is an above average quarterback. I think they have above average skill position players, and I think their defense is like slightly above average. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where they average out. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's good enough to make the playoffs. Though, mm-hmm. I, I'm selling them in the short term. Uh, T.Y. Hilton aggravated his quad. Uh, and yeah, he's the, always hurt. You know, he, he, he gets nicked up a bit. Um, but I'm buying Jack them long Doyle. term because <laughs> you got to go on a Jack Doyle. Doyle. And I love Jack Doyle. He's a good teammate and everything. <laughs> um, I, I'm buying the Colts long term, though, because I think they're top five most sound organizations. When you look at what Chris Ballard's done, transforming that team after Ryan Griggs had ran it into the ground. And then I really like Frank Reich. We're talking about top coaches. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich is in that mm-hmm. top five conversation. I know I said we we're done with buy or sell, but I wanted to get one last because everyone's talking about this guy. Gardner yeah, Minshew, quick, buy or sell. Buy. Obviously, come on, dude. The porn stash. <laughs> I had him on my college fantasy football team last I mean, year. So probably no, I lost in the finals because they played Washington in that in that final week in like a snowstorm, and it mm. was like a thirteen to ten game. But no, he carried the boys. That was the oh. game where it's like the meme of like the whole team wearing their you know without their shirt, and yeah. he's got that intense look on his face. Yeah. I mean, and he's yeah. been that in the first. Oh. Uh, on Minshew, I'm waiting to see. Okay. Can I get a Colts thing in? Yeah, get sure. it. So. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, these two, he doesn't have a football team, Harry, and this one has been an uh, incompetent football team his whole life. I'm He's just, just jaded at this I'm just recently into the co- kind of competent stage of my life and coming from a fan that knows what it was like on the other side organizational structure and like competence in an organization is everything especially in the NFL maybe equally in the NBA but that's a separate I think the Colts like you said top five organization and that's why this year they're not a Super Bowl team I do think they win the division Mm. I think that they're gonna the Texans will mess it up they have no GM they will find a way to mess it up right now I just got a notification they're working out CJ Anderson I mean, they're going to mess it up. As good as Deshaun Watson is, I think they, they're a wild card team, six seed. They're the Actually, worst that, line in the league. I probably. just gave myself a little, wow, Texans, Ravens, first round. <laughs> What's happening Baltimore? right now? What just happened in That's your That's the brain? Monday Night Football. That was, the, that was the, such an Armand yeah, that was brain a, oh, blast. Wow. Like, oh, wow, wow. I just, <laughs> wow. Where did you but, just go? But no, I think the Colts, I mean, we just watched them play the Texans in the playoffs in Houston, right? It was mm. in Houston. Uh, Andrew Luck was a big factor in that win, but their defense held Deshaun to zero through three quarters. Deshaun got a garbage time touchdown. I did not mean that to knock Deshaun. Although, Isn't it ironic with the Colts that like, at the exact moment that Andrew Luck abruptly retires, the franchise is in a better spot That's crazy. organizationally than it's ever been. Yeah. That's crazy. No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's sad for Luck, but like at the same time, it's like, you know, whatever. You okay, do well, we were talking about Minshew. You pivoted the Colts, but you made a good point. I, I, I'm in on Minshew as, you know, I think his floor is a high-end backup, and I think his ceiling is like a mid-tier starter. So I think he's going to play in the league for uh, a long time. Um, we've got some few, a few more things we want to hit want to talk about eventually uh, kind of a stock watch of our favorite teams so for those who are for listening for the first time I like the Eagles Armand likes the Bears Tony likes the Lions and then we're going to get to some of Harry's favorite NFL players because he doesn't have he's a Knicks mm-hmm. fan but he doesn't have an NFL team but uh, I want to go down the standings and 
I want to see how many of these bad teams that we can unanimous, unanimously cancel. Who's canceled in the NFL? So Miami Dolphins. Obvious. Canceled. Oh, my God. Done. Jets. I mean, there, there are there are a dozen teams who are canceled. I know, and it's crazy. So we're going to go down the list. Jets. So the way it's going to work, every team that we unanimously agree on, they're canceled. Like, you know, we talk about them as minimal as never. Never, exactly. They're canceled from the podcast. Exactly. Unless we're shitting on them, which will happen frequently. Jets, canceled or not canceled? Super canceled. Super canceled. Mega canceled. Canceled outside of our Le'Veon Bell purposes. Okay, and we'll get to our Bell Bell watch there. I'm not going to cancel them because I want to see Sam Darnold. I want to see Sam Darnold. They're always done. And their defense is decimated. I'm talking about canceled in terms of like, I I don't want to see them on on a screen. Like, if they come on, like, you know, Dolphins, I don't want to see them. I could do without seeing them. Jets, I want to see Sam Darnold. I still want to see Darnold because one Tony Romo, Romo Stradamus, is still in on Darnold. So, yeah. Well, I think that's a different canceled. I think it's in terms of making the playoffs. No, no, no. We understand these 0 3 teams are not going to make the playoffs. I mean, the percentages, if you're 0 2 of making the playoffs, it's just like, do you have any interest level? Like, do you want to see them at all? So that's what I I want to see the Jets a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. I think I was, I think we were in the same. Uh, we have the, we have the yeah. bet against each other. No, no, I think we were both thinking that canceled meant like. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. So now that exactly. we know. Okay, let's, let's okay, let's go. Me. Cincinnati Bengals. Cancel or not cancel? I, I, I don't care. And, and I fantasy don't purposes Only for can't fantasy. count. Okay. Fantasy purposes but cannot that count as a reason to not cancel them. Because yes, they have a few fantasy relevant pieces. But I'm, no, cancel. I'm all in on the Bengals. Why? This is going to be my worst. Why? They screwed you in your parlay. I just think that it takes a while to develop an offense, and I like the concept. It takes a while. They're going through. Andy Dalton's not a rookie. They're not good. It's going to take a while. But I think that at the end of the year, they're going to be one of the better offenses. If we can't throw the Bengals in the canceled pile, this is the worst then this, segment this ever. Segment is <laughs> I mean, the, the segment might have to be canceled after that take. Okay. I'm canceling the Bengals, yeah. but uh, our mind. I, I, I guess. think they're the second best team in the division. Over wow. The wow. Okay. Yes. I mean, only because it's the worst division. The Browns are so right. bad. I, I think we'll all agree on this one. Tennessee Titans... Cancel. I'm done with Mariota. I, I don't want to see him on my screen. I don't want to watch them again. But at the same time, them. the South is so bad, right, and they're dude, one game back. Okay. So the so only team like, we've canceled unanimously is the Dolphins. Can we cancel the Giants? I would cancel the Jets. I, I, I like Danny Dimes. No, I want to watch the Giants. Oh, my God. I, okay. I want to watch the Giants, and I, I want to watch Danny Dimes. Redskins? Redskins. Canceled. Done. Done. If you say anything, you're kicked out of the studio. Can we cancel the Raiders? Raiders, I would for me, that. cancel. Yeah, cancel would, the Raiders. Please, can we cancel the Raiders? Where are you at? The Broncos are for sure. Well, there is nothing enjoyable about the Raiders. Are, are you a like, Darren Waller guy? I like watching Josh Jacobs. I like watching Tyrell Williams. They're, 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 they're canceled. They're canceled. Okay, perfect. perfect. They're, they're less canceled for me. They're a softer cancel than some of these. In that category, in that same division, Broncos, canceled. I'm done oh, with them. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah, Flacco, no more Flacco, worst quarterback in the league. The no shocking Flacco. thing about them is they have three QB pressures or sacks or something. I saw yeah. three sacks through three. Dude, really? Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. They have the worst pass rush in the league. Are you serious? Yes. That's and also another one that... I don't think they have any interior line. Uh, yeah. Interior, another one that like, is in that category of weirdly weird stats I saw is the Chargers had very few and they also struggle with interior line but they have Bosa and Ingram Bosa and supposedly fearsome pass rush they have nothing they really look like they missed Derwin James uh huh are you really canceling the Broncos when uh, that quarterback prospect that you like a lot is gonna he's not gonna be back until he's coming Drew Locke week 9 right yeah but I mean I'm talking about canceled I mean this is your guy right here I think Drew Locke is gonna be the best quarterback of this class have you heard this take 
after seeing Jones, it's just funny that it doesn't I'm surprise me. I'm just, yeah, no, okay. that doesn't surprise that's me. That's just that's an okay. average. Ar- can we cancel Armand's takes? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers canceled their. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna wait. I mean, they have Kyle a lot Allen, of Curtis Samuel, yeah, McCaffrey. Okay. Swag. Can we cancel the Bucks? No. Uh, no, the Bucks have the Bucks low key have the best run defense in the league. Yeah, their defense is really good. Jameis is very doesn't inspire confidence at all, but Mike Evans came alive. I, I I've still got hope for and the plus, Bucks. Plus James is fun to watch from like This a, is how I know you guys don't have college football teams cuz you can't like like you guys are so attached to the NFL like it. nothing I, can be canceled. It's like, football. "Oh, yeah, well they have like a, a dog with three legs." So I mean, that's interesting. <laughs> all of these teams that we've named are not making the playoffs. Like that that's no, clear. This is clear. Hey, it's just do we like are we ever going to like, you know, watch them for 5 seconds if they come on right? I mean, of course. I mean, yeah. I will watch. I will watch any football. I only have 16, 17 weeks of this. Mm-hmm. I'm watching any football. But it's, I'm, when I'm saying canceled, I mean, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll take it. I, I don't. don't I don't enjoy watching I mean, Tampa the, Bay play. But every single it. team in the NFC North, I need mm-hmm. the Pats. I need yeah. the Ravens. I need the Chiefs. I need even bad teams like or should be good teams, but I don't buy them. Like the Chargers. Like I still need that in my life. I, I still need the the even the whole NFC North. That's like, Seattle and, for me. Like, but but, but but the Bengals. I mean, in the Browns. We can keep only because of the storylines mm. for this year. And, and the yeah. personalities. Yeah. And, yeah. But, like, we're going to lock you in a room, live stream, you watching Dolphins, Jets for three hours. I'm just going to see how long it takes yeah. for, to get his eyes bleeding. Exactly. Um, the last team, Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they're canceled. I, no. I like Kyler Murray. He, he's interesting. They haven't won a game. but I like the, the late career Larry Fitzgerald resurgence. Yeah, no. I'm it's a fan of watching that. Super, super compelling. Super late career. Very I late. Mean, yeah, extremely late. The guy is going to be second all-time. He's not just on his back nine. He's, he's playing that midnight run at a golf course where like, you just got to get as many holes in before sunset. Twilight. 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 And he still looks like Larry Moore. holes in him, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, he looks so good. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. He looks like he has five years left. I mean, we thought he was going to retire the past three years. Like, he's catching like 40-yard bombs. Like, and, but the I, wor- I mean, the worst part is it feels like he's like in a different way he's like the Vince Carter of, of yes. the NFL like, like Vince Carter doesn't he's not he's not going not he's not ring he's not ring chasing he just wants to be that leader yeah. like Fitz is like oh I'm one of the last guys who's going to play 15 years with mm-hmm. one organization we made it to a Super Bowl we didn't win it I'm not leaving like Arizona's my new home after mm-hmm. Pittsburgh but it's like bro like go be it like, Patriot, like no, yeah, please, no, go, no, no. Like I mean, go. Like I don't want him on the Bears, but go to the Bears. Go be a weapon for a for a team that needs a proven wow. receiver. You know that's what I mean? Do you just get a bar? So just get a bar. Ideas. Okay, we need it. Well, actually, I like that. <laughs> that is my new conspiracy theory. No, that's. I mean, he's that's not going to go we there. Need a weapon. That's of canceled. course you need a weapon because yeah. you you don't have a quarterback who can make players. You need players to make your quarterback. That's oh, why yeah. he's trash. Amen. He. he Larry Fitzgerald's been in Arizona with some of the worst quarterbacks we've seen. We're going to give him yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Come it on. won't happen just because they wouldn't trade That's him. That's cruel and unusual punishment. Right, what else do you got for us? Yeah. So we're talking about favorite teams. He's talking about the Bears. You got them all excited. Thanks a lot, Tone. Um, team, favorite team stock check. Um, where are you at on the Bears? Um, how, how are you feeling? And make it brief. Okay, so I'm going to step out for a second. Give, give, it, give us the cliff notes. Brief. And wake um, me up when this the, is over. The schedule looks good. Looks promising coming up. I think uh, they should be favorited in each of their next four. Uh, the offense is a work in progress. I was mentioning to Tony, they got to do better against man-to-man coverage, especially press coverage. Teams are starting to figure out that's how to stop them. The defense looks historically good. 
Uh, I think it has room to improve because Eddie Jackson has missed a couple plays that I know he's going to make later on. His instincts are out of this world at safety, and I wasn't even that big on Eddie, but just watching him, he... Then the defense also has guys that, like Roy Robertson-Harris. I he mean, the really guy... They hit on so many, like, <clears throat> under-the-radar type of things. And then, I mean, Khalil Mack... <sighs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, about the Bears is... Um, He's more they, than a stud. He's need, not even a person anymore. They need, they He's need a God. healthy Hicks long-term. Uh-huh. That's concerning. Trevathan has been, not knock on wood, not this year, but in recent years, nicked and Bruce every year. He's essential to the defense. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, my level of concern with the North right now is at like a four. Okay. Mainly Fair enough. because I think the Packers have winnable games. And yeah. We're going to get to your Mitch take at the end in Armand InfoWars. But we talk about the North. We've got a North fan who's uh, pretty pleased after the events of the past few weeks. Uh, Tony, where are you at with the Lions? As you mentioned, I mean, being the fan of such a team that pr- that provides nothing and always collapses always, I mean, you always have to be cautiously optimistic. You're waiting for the Charlie they, Brown. Yeah, they don't, yeah, the yeah. they don't deserve anything more. <laughs> and also, I mean, they've played two teams who are both good teams, playoff teams last year, could be again this year, who are decimated by injuries. I mean, you play the Eagles without Deshaun Jackson and and, um, and Alshon Jeffrey mm. and Fletcher Cox? Or? No, uh, Fletcher or, Cox, uh, I mean, he hasn't been the same impact right, player. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just, I didn't even notice him. Jason Peters yeah, been J- in and out of the lineup. Yeah, know? that's not, yeah, Jason Peters. Like, I mean, you're playing with three three main offensive pieces. And then you play the Chargers without Derwin James, of course, without Melvin Gordon. Um without their kicker. Yeah. That which, which played a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I mean it's not it's not really beating them, but I mean, I'll take it. They through the first five games, they needed to be no worse than two and three. And because we, we got the Chiefs coming up mm-hmm. at home, probably mm-hmm. a loss, and then at Lambeau on Monday yeah. night. After, that's after a bye, though. Please mm-hmm. win that game. So I, I'm we'll gonna, see. I we'll mean, do it, our best. But I mean, should they win the games they're supposed to win? Giants, Raiders, Redskins, uh, Bucks. There's four more wins. That's mm-hmm. six wins. You gotta scrape three together between the Vikings at home, the Cowboys at home, yeah. two with the Bears, the one one split one, split with the Bears. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you can split each of your divisional matchups, if they split in the division, they go three and three. They are absolutely making the NFC North is one of those divisions where every single team is alive. Way, yeah. The worst team, the worst team is two and one. Yeah, it's three and zero, oh, two yep. uh, two zero oh and one, two and one, two and one. No NFC North team has lost outside of the division. I think the it Bears might come lost down to the, the pack and the Vikings. Lost it's going to come down to those head-to-head matchups and the quarterbacks. I think Rogers, Stafford. I just have more confidence in them than I do in Cousins and Trubisky. My team, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's simple. I think Wentz has been solid. Um, the guys around him, too many mental mistakes, too many fumbles, too many penalties. Um, Nelson Aguilar, we talk about canceled. Like, he is this close, man. <laughs> At least he's not Dante Moncrief. No, I mean, he's, he's not Dante Moncrief. I mean, he caught two touchdowns, but still, I mean, the fumbles, the dropping passes. I mean, it, it all comes down to this week. You can't go. Uh, I mean, the NFC is really good this year. You can't yep. go down to one and three, and you're playing the undefeated Packers at Lambeau. It, you know, my focus is on this Thursday. 
you know, this potentially for their season. So it's disappointing. The injuries have been unfortunate, but you know, everybody gets injured in the NFL. Um, it's all shout about out, shout out to Philly fans season. catching babies and uh, and uh, shitting on Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Um, although he's going to take Aguilar is going to yeah, send him to a that. game. Class so act. that's cool. Uh, you know, Harry, you don't have a favorite team. Who are some of the players who you like though that you kind yeah. of see as like you know, yeah, the guys as, that you're pulling for? As the NFL Spock, uh, I found a couple uh, things to latch on to mm-hmm. uh, in the early season. I'll give one offense, one defense. Sure. Uh, Terry McLaurin, everybody here by now knows I have a deep affinity for Mr. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, um, he looks good. Man. He looks like a stud, man. I mean, as a rookie, like if you just go through his, his start to the season, sure, week one against a questionable defense in Philadelphia who's oh, been Jesus. decimated by early I didn't injuries. mention the secondary either. Um, yeah, their secondary looks horrendous, but he had five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown, whatever. As soon as week two hit, we saw his uh, his matchup start to get a lot harder. Uh, going up against Byron Jones in Dallas, um, had a good game, five catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Last night against Chicago, we saw him actually like um, find spots where he could succeed against like an all-world secondary. Kyle Fuller, uh, you mentioned your boy Eddie Jackson. All pro Kyle Fuller. <laughs> he impressed me a lot. Yeah, Fuller looked really good last night. No, I meant Terry. Yeah, both of them looked good. I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had six catches for seventy yards. He's uh, the first touchdown. rookie receiver to have five catches and a touchdown in each of his first three games yeah. ever. And the, he's one of two people in the league to do that this year. The other is Julio Jones. And so that's with real. that's with a very average quarterback throwing to him in mm-hmm. Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. So super impressed by Terry. Uh, when they have Haskins in, I think you're going to see that chemistry from Ohio State shine. Uh, the other one is really quick. I mean, it's, it's Stephon Gilmore for me on defense. Wow. Okay. Like, I think that last year there was a lot of buzz. Like, is this guy the best cornerback in the league? I think this year he's kind of stamped his foot down. Uh, New England is first in DVOA. They have the best, um, the highest rated uh, uh, passing defense and, and the third third ranked rushing defense. And I think Gilmore has been, like, the main reason for that. You just can't throw it all. All right. Um, I thought you were going to say Lamar. I, I've been captivated by Lamar, but we're going to have plenty of time to talk about him. Uh, we got two more things that we're going to do a Le'Veon Bell check. So if you guys are uh, not aware, if this is their first podcast that you're listening, Armand and Tony have a bet that Le'Veon Bell will finish top five fantasy running backs. Tony thinks that he will finish in the top five. Armand thinks that he won't. Guys, want to take a guess where he I stands? I drafted him. <sighs> it's a, what, what is he, probably nine? Armand, want to take a guess? Six. Uh, so actually, in the Medill League, he is seven. So not looking. I mean, it's going to be one of those we're tra- things. We're tracking. We're tracking, and that's without Darnold. So it's without Darnold. Stacking the box right now. Okay, how, how are you guys feeling? So it, it, whoever loses this bet's going to have to wear one of Allegra's uh, black sweaters, um, and you know, post it to their She's social media. She's very gender neutral fashion, though. So I feel like it's not going to be, you know. Yeah, but we're going to try and lobby for something for that's some you know, as feminine as possible. Okay. So how are you guys feeling, confidence wise? Scale of one to ten. I mean, top. I mean, about five or six. Five or six. Where about you? Uh, around the same. Okay. I mean, this looks like oh, a, it's a, a good race. It's yeah, a it's race. a true push right it's here. Some NFC North shit right here. Um, it, it, it's fascinating. And then finally, um, Armand. Um, you know, Armand Infowars. Uh, there's a media conspiracy against uh, one Mitchell Trubisky. We've held this off till the end. You've got the floor, Armand. What do you have to say about Play Mitchell itself. Trubisky not, and how he's evaluated by the media? Not so much a conspiracy. Okay. It's it's a storyline like the Browns, certain things people want to speak into existence. Chicago having a bad quarterback, that's funny, that's cool, that's what (laughs) everybody wants to think. This man had identical numbers to Baker Mayfield last year. He absolutely, his numbers, I haven't cussed yet. He fucking shit on me. And that's it for the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Check back with us next week. Oh my God. 
Why did we cut me? I was gonna go in. <laughs> We're late for class. Yeah, we're way late for class.